Welcome back to another week and another episode of Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, and I, for one, am happy to have you because I'm sitting alone in the basement with a couple beers in front of me and some notes, and we are going to um, kind of do a short solo show this week. If you are a regular listener, you know that this last week I was out of town, out of the state, taking a... a much needed vacation from life and uh, drank a lot of moonshine because we were in Gatlinburg. So if you don't subscribe to drinking with a gnome, do that because we're going to talk about some moonshine here in the very near future on that show, because I drank a lot of it. And um, I can tell you that, yes, it gives you hangovers (laughs) despite what um, I had somebody tell me. Um, So, This show, like I said, is going to be short and sweet. We're going to talk about a few things that are going on locally. Um, And of course, we're also going to drink some beer because that's what we do on the show. So maybe we should just kind of start there and do a... From the beer fridge. From the beer fridge. Um, I'm going to crack open a Mad Tree Koru because it has been a hot week sunny and uh like i said i've drank a whole lot of moonshine and things like that and need something just crisp and refreshing and uh definitely beer and this is this is definitely exactly all of those things so i'm giving just a second my port this is a uh they're calling it a new zealand lager or new zealand style lager i think specifically because of the hops and the fact that it's a lager but it's kind of a uh, IPL for lack of a better way to describe it, I guess. Although it's not, it still retains some of that uh, that, that lager characteristic that I like. It's not just um, an IPA hiding behind a, a lager like I've had a lot of them be. So let's talk about that one first. Mad Tree Koru. Uh, Koru is a, uh, a name in, in Maori, which I think is like the, um, the Aboriginal people of New Zealand, if I'm right. The name means loop or coil. It's uh, the spiral shape based on the appearance of a uh, new silver fern frond unfurling. I googled that. I'm not. I don't just know things about Maori culture. But if you look at the uh, the artwork on the can, you can see kind of those swirls from uh, I, I guess like a fern, and then there's some citrus fruits and stuff wrapped in there too. So um, it makes sense. I think I'm right. I think that's what it is and what it means. It symbolizes new life, growth, strength, and peace. Um, I also like that it is kind of tree-related, which I want to see more and more of Mad Tree doing since uh, they're Mad Tree. And they've got those living walls in the taproom now, and they do their big Earth Day push every year where they you can get little saplings and stuff. So I like seeing Mad Tree kind of um, owning up to the, the tree in their name, although a fern isn't a tree, but it's a plant, so I'll give credit. It's a hoppy lager. Like I said, they call it a New Zealand style of lager. It uses a couple New Zealand hops. Well, it uses a couple hops, which I need to explain a little bit. So the the first one is Cascade, which if you're a beer drinker, you know Cascade hops. It's the most widely used hop by craft breweries. Uh, created in the 60s uh, by the USDA in their breeding program at Oregon State University. If you've had Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, you know Cascade hops. Um, they are as American as American gets. So that how how can you create a beer with Cascade hops and call it New Zealand style lager? Because there's also a New Zealand variety of Cascade that grows there that uh, brings forth more of a uh, 
like a citrus and a grapefruit thing and a little less of the pine. I do still get pine out of it, out of this beer, but um, there's definitely a lot more fruit than anything else. It also uses the the Rakow hops, which were released in the, I don't know, 2000, 2006, somewhere around there. Um, and they uh, they lend a lot of more of that, uh, that fruit forward character, you know, the, the stone fruits, apricots, mangoes, plums, pears, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe a little bit of a, a pine and a little bit of a like a lime thing going on. So uh, let's let's drink this beer. Oh yeah, I get a little bit of a of a pine thing. I get a little a bit of like a a lemony kind of thing. Uh, definitely a, a citrus note. Uh, I get a little bit of like a breadiness thing in, in, at the very end there. A little bit of passion fruit, um, definitely some melon. This is a, a, a fantastic, easy drinking summer beer that still kind of lends some of that that hoppiness. That um, if you're hophead, like it seems like everybody is, you'll definitely appreciate. It's crisp, refreshing, but still packed full of flavor, so it kind of satisfies some of those beer urges that you might have. So, if you haven't tried this one, I think it's a they're they're seasonal right now. Uh, six packs and drafts uh it's it's everywhere that uh that you can get their beer which is everywhere so um definitely jump on that uh percent av it's perfect kind of sessionable uh, summer beer which you know although it's cooled down a little bit today uh, that's exactly what i want so i'm gonna keep sipping on this as we go so that my voice doesn't dry out since again i'm by myself so bear with me <clears throat> we're gonna talk about mostly some anniversaries uh some oktoberfest stuff uh the urban artifact is doing their big extinction event which we'll definitely dive into because there's some really cool stuff being released there so let's just dive in anniversaries so uh there is a lot of brewery anniversaries in um august and september some of them are celebrated in very big ways some of them are just kind of um passed over without anybody paying attention including the brewery themselves, uh, which, you know, Rock Bottom, I think, is the biggest one. They opened on August 5th, 23 years ago. So they have been around forever. A lot of you don't consider them craft beer, but um, I definitely count them, and they deserve a mention. Um, and these are all just, like I said, August and September. Old Firehouse is celebrating five years. Woodburn is celebrating three years. Beerkiss is celebrating two years. Grainworks, two years. Taft's Bruporium, um, uh, 16 Lots. Sons of Toil, 13 Below, all these are happening in these these two months here. So there's going to be lots of um, events, depending on what part of town you want to go hang out and drink beer in. A couple of the big ones that um, I think deserve some, some, a little bit of time to talk about. Um, not that the other ones don't, but um, Grainworks is celebrating their second anniversary, and they're doing a big week-long thing. Uh, Friday, it's a lot of music. Uh, they're having that Krimmer's Italianette food truck doing pizza and calzones and stuff like that. Um, but it's basically just, just music all day. <clears throat> On uh, Saturday, September 7th, they're doing another day-long lineup of music um, with barbecue. And then on Sunday, they're doing a, like an acoustic thing with burritos and tacos. And they are 
going to do some kind of a uh, specialty can release because obviously we've talked about on the show they have cans now so they're going to release something i don't know if they've announced what that is yet but keep your eye peeled on social media for more kind of the the music lineup anniversary beers the can release all that stuff but that does take place on 9 6 through 9 8 although it isn't a uh, a brewery anniversary or anything we are headed into oktoberfest season which i'll talk about oktoberfest in just a minute with uh with sonder but uh oktoberfest cincinnati is the, the the big one here in town obviously it's the big one in the united states they have been called the largest oktoberfest largest traditional oktoberfest in the united states i don't know what the definition is but um they are definitely one of cincinnati's most popular festivals they're pretty fantastic if you haven't been down go down and this year um they are going to do an extra like half a day i guess of oktoberfest celebration so instead of it starting um at 5 p.m on friday this is uh, september 20th instead of starting at 5 p.m they're going to kick it off that morning at 11 a.m and in honor of that uh john cranley the mayor he has what they are saying, given everyone in the city the green light to take a half day off on September 20th to celebrate. So his quote is that Oktoberfest in Cincinnati is one of the most important traditions. Uh, it's And it's time we recognize it as the holiday it is. Uh, the official proclamation says that a citywide half day holiday beginning at 11 a.m. on Friday, September 20th. I mean... I don't so in the press release they also go on to talk about how oktoberfest was originally two weeks long uh and, and and kind of hint at the fact that they want to keep expanding how long oktoberfest is um here in town so i i don't know that we will ever get two weeks of oktoberfest in cincinnati but they are definitely expanding what it is and giving you permission to tell your boss that it's a holiday and you should not go to work that day and go drink instead so uh, it sounds good to me. I can't guarantee that I will leave work early to go down there, but I will definitely be down there at some point this that weekend, October, September 20th, um, to drink a whole bunch of Oktoberfest beer. Probably local Oktoberfest beer because I like local beer. And um, as we talked about, I think, what, last week on the show, two weeks on the show, something like that, um, the Oktoberfest was meant to be a local beer festival, so... Um, drink local beer during Oktoberfest. It's the right way to do it. So onward in other news, uh, Listerman is doing their anniversary. Now Listerman's anniversary is technically in uh, June, I believe, but they have kind of taken to the fall being when they celebrate it. So September 21st, they're doing their full kind of anniversary party. Uh, and they're doing it a little different than they did last year. They're doing the the party in the upper part of the tap room and with a bunch of rare one-off beers, that kind of thing. Um, they're still working on the draft list, but they're going to have it posted soon. They're also doing, of course, bottle releases because how else would you properly celebrate an anniversary? Um, again, hasn't been finalized yet, uh, but they will be soon. There will be um uh, xi which is their anniversary beer and then ray ray which is um, their barrel aged stout they'll do a bunch of different variants of that 
and they are doing a hundred different VIPs that will be able to get a crack at buying the uh, XI variant and trying four more extra beers on draft. Uh, then once those don't sell out, they'll kind of release it to everybody else if it doesn't sell out. Um, so get on if you want to get tickets to the uh, the VIP session. Um, do that. The lower tap room will be open the whole time for the general public, and we'll have some special beers and stuff too. Um, and then any remaining bottles will be on sale on Sunday. So there's there's pricing and all kinds of stuff on their uh, their website or on social media. So jump on and check that out if you like drinking great beer and celebrating anniversaries. Okay, so. That all takes us to, uh, we're at the end of September where Urban Artifact is doing their extinction event. I assume that I'm probably going to talk about this a little bit more on the show at some point because it's such a cool event and um, we are still a month away from it. So this is uh, their, their way of celebrating natural wine and spontaneous beer. They're teaming up with 18 other nationally recognized breweries and wineries to celebrate this thing that is different. It's a... Uh, Weird, if you want to use the term weird, because that's what I like. Um, they're splitting the day into two different parts, a public bottle release in the morning and then a ticketed festival in the afternoon. If they're, Let's read their description, which kind of gives you a um, better idea. They say that beer and wine have been a staple of human culture since the beginning of civilization. Some even argue that they are the primary reasons we began large-scale agriculture, which is the cornerstone of modern civilization. Long before the likes of Louis Pasteur, humans were able to create these amazing liquids by using wild yeast. If you know Urban Artifact, you know their their whole thing is about the the wild yeast and the uh, the, the local terroir here of Cincinnati. So it's maybe starting to make a little bit of sense. Uh, these yeast strains have roamed the earth as long as the dinosaurs are still in the very air we breathe. A few ambitious beer and wine producers in the world still use these yeasts. Uh, to create amazing works of liquid art, which uh, become beautiful examples of terroir, giving the lucky beverage a true taste of the creator's home. So, using these wild yeast strains, create what is called spontaneous beer or natural wine. These processes take time for the slower, quote-unquote slower yeast strains to do their work, uh, but are, in doing so, impart unique flavors and add a much deeper character to the liquid. These beers and wines spend months and years in barrels and cellars to create exquisite showcases of love, patience, and expertise. Urban Artifact is putting together a day to celebrate these creations. On September 28th, they'll start the day with the release of some of their spontaneous beers at 11 a.m. Uh, this portion of the day is not ticketed. We call our spontaneous beers dinosaurs because they are some of the most genuine artifacts in the world. All of our dinosaurs are spontaneously fermented and have a minimum of five pounds of fruit per barrel. Now the beers. That's the part that you really care about, the beers that are being released. Um, I think I can get all of these names. Let's find out. Um, Bay Piasaurus is a spontaneous beer aged in neutral oak with boysenberries. Dimetrodon is a spontaneous beer aged in neutral oak with red raspberries. Iguanodon uh, uses black currants. Stegosaurus uh, uses Bellatron. I, I don't even know. Bellat Bellat Bellaton. I don't know what that is, but and um, Montmorency cherries. Triceratops um, is using black raspberries. Pachycephalosaurus uses marionberries. And then Terrible Lizard is a spontaneous cuvee. So that's how many? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, tw
five, six, seven listed there. And um, I don't think that's necessarily everything either. So it's a good bottle release, especially if you like big kind of fun, wild beers. This is the epitome of who Urban Artifact is and who they they want to be, I think, long term. The you know, as much as everybody loves the Midwest fruit tarts, this is this is who they are. This is their personality. This is why uh, the 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 wild sour tart, whatever you want to call it, why this thing that is Urban Artifact is something special here in Cincinnati. So get out there, get some get some really great beers, and then. Stick around for the second half of the day, which shifts into a natural wine and beer festival with some of the most amazing examples of spontaneous beers and wines that uh, we, meaning Urban Artifact, and our friends can provide. We've called on some of the best creators from around the world to bring their best. This portion of the day will be ticketed, so make sure you grab your ticket before they're gone. Because of the nature of these products, supply is very limited, and so will the tickets. So get on to cincyticket.com slash the extinction event to get your tickets. Early access, this is not cheap, but early access are $85. They include early access to the festival one hour early at 3 p.m. Plus all of the general admission perks. They're only limited uh, to 100 of those. Uh, general admission tickets are 75 and include a commemorative tasting glass, $5 food voucher, commemorative cloth wristband, access to some of the most amazing spontaneous beers and natural wines in the world from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Tastings are included in the price, limited to 200 people. So you're not going to have a ton of people here. This is uh, the, it's some really, really, really great liquid, and that is including the the wine side of things, which is something that we don't dive into on this show, but um, the world of natural wine is also kind of fun, and maybe I'll dive into that on Drinking with the Gnome someday, which, by the way, is coming back if I can find the time to get some of these shows edited and ready to go because life has been so freaking crazy lately, but it is coming back. So stay tuned for that. What I can promise you is going to happen um, on this show is Mason Oktoberfest. So 927 and 928 um, the, Sonder is hosting Mason's first Oktoberfest. Um, they're going to have breweries from all around Ohio joining us for what they're calling an awesome festival. Um, German beers, uh, festive food by Brew River, activities, music, everything you can think of that makes an Oktoberfest fantastic. Uh, admission is free, but you can pre-purchase a VIP package, um, which includes a Mason Oktoberfest 16-ounce beer stein, sunglasses, like an enamel pin thing, traditional German hat, one beer ticket. Uh, you can drink your beer from your stein at the event and enjoy an extra four ounces every time you buy a beer. So the first 150 packages are $30. Afterwards, they're $40 while supplies last. So uh, get your get your VIP as soon as possible. They're also hosting a, uh, a German beer homebrew competition, which I think is fun. They are uh, going to open that up or have opened that up. I don't know when the uh, tickets need to be in or the, uh, not the tickets, the, uh, the beers need to be in. They are doing tradition, traditional German style homebrew. Um, you're only allotted one beer entry per category. Each submission is $10 and, uh, Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, you have to confirm your entries for the competition by September 1st by purchasing tickets. Homebrews have to be dropped off by September 23rd. 
Winners will be announced live at the event. Prizes will consist of medals, um, an in-depth tour of the brewery with Chase Legler and Luke Shropshire, uh, beers from the bright tanks with the brewers, and a filled crowler of Saunders Oktoberfest, which we tried on the show uh, last week. I'm so bad at remembering when anything was. Um, but yeah, we tried it on the show, and it's it's awesome. It's not a BJCP certified competition, but it is being judged by BJCP rules and judges. Categories, if that interests you, just get onto their uh, their social media and check that out. Uh, and they have a, an event page up and everything. As far as breweries that are going to be participating in this Mason Oktoberfest, you will find stuff from, hang in here, 16 Lots, 50 West, Branch and Bone Artisan Ales, Cellar Dweller, Common Beer Company, Fatheads, Fretboard, High Grain, Jackie O's, Listerman, Mad Tree, Rheingeist, Tafts, Warped Wing, and Wiedemann's. That's all that's been announced. Maybe there's more. I don't know. But that's, that is an awesome lineup of beer. Um, a lot of local or local-ish beer. So, again, it's right up my alley for what I want for an Oktoberfest. So, you will definitely see me there. I will be actually recording a show from there. So, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Wave, yell, whatever. On Friday from uh, 6 to 8.30, they're having Gerhard Albinus. An, uh, Albinus? Albinus? Uh, uh, Albinus? I don't know. He's an accordionist, accordionist musician. So some like, you know, polka music, you know, you, you know exactly the kind when you, uh, when you think of it, then at 7 PM, they're doing a ceremonial wooden keg tapping of Saunders Oktoberfest, uh, from 7:30 to 9:30 live music from Abby Cates. And then from 10 PM on live music by Rosewood coast. Saturday is the big day. They kick off at 10:30 in the morning with an Oktoberfest-themed yoga, and I've, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that involves bratwurst and uh, large steins of beer while you're doing yoga or what, but some kind of Oktoberfest-themed yoga. Then at 12 p.m., they are announcing the German-style homebrew competition, the awards. 1 p.m., more accordion music. 4 p.m., they're doing individual and couples German costume parade and contest. So if you have a bunch of lederhosen laying around, get all your friends out there. Uh, 5 p.m. Stein holding competition, men's and women's. 5.30, Roaming Pigs live music. 8 p.m. See You in the Funnies live music. 9.30 p.m. They have a DJ. So it's going to be an action-packed weekend. Uh, full-on Oktoberfest style. So that is that. Coming up on the show, we are, I, th- I believe, and some of these are not um, finalized, but I believe we're drinking in public next week, um, and we'll explain all that. Uh, we have a show with Cappies lined up. Uh, the Common Beer Company will be out there. Street Sides Anniversary, of course, we talked about Mason Oktoberfest. I'm uh, working on kind of a, uh, a fun idea that involves some kind of food challenge to that uh maybe thrown in the mix there there's there's a lot of fun stuff coming up if you um don't don't subscribe to the show already click the little button subscribe to the show and please 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 tell your friends to do the same thing if you like what we're doing and you want to support the show uh patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome it helps more 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 than you ever realize and you get some exclusive stuff on there too and if you subscribe at the right level you get some swag and all kinds of stuff so um 
please patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome and just keep listening and keep uh, keep telling everybody out the show we have no plans of stopping we have no plans of slowing down it's only going to get better and there's always going to be more to talk about in cincinnati beer because we like to drink beer in cincinnati so Thank you very much, CincyBrewcast.com, TheGnarlyGnome.com for all of your Cincinnati beer needs and uh, drinking with the gnome for everything else. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>